Audible.com is a leading provider of audiobooks. Sign up today for a free 30-day trial at searchenginejournal.com forward slash audible and get your first book for free. We're sitting on the most perfect beach in the world and all we can think about is where... Where can I hook up my model? Digital pen part of work. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS report. So should we send it to first? Just a couple of people. The question is, who are they going to send it to? This podcast is brought to you by Search Engine Journal, and you're listening to Marketing Nerds. Hi, this is Lauren Baker here with SCJ's Marketing Nerds podcast. Today I have with me none other than Chris Boggs, um, one of the first SEOs I've met in the business, actually. Hi, Chris. How's it going today? Uh, I'm doing great, Lauren, and, and so happy to be on any show that has the word nerds in it. Uh, <laughs> proud, proud nerd Excellent. wearing flag, nerd flag waving guy here. Yeah, especially a couple of guys that grew up in the late 80s, early 90s, right? That's true. I mean, you were the one who introduced me to some of the better places to go, you know, more upper crust places in the Tampa area, for example. Uh, my oh. in-laws had a had a house down there, and when I visited down there, you were a gracious host, and, and we've certainly had a great opportunity over the years to uh, to learn together and play together at conferences, so it's been fun. Always, always a good time. So, Chris, you are the owner of Web Traffic Advisors, correct? That's correct. And Two years now. Awesome. Congratulations on that. It's, Thank uh, you. And um, you're also still a board member at Sempo, I believe? That's correct. Uh, I've cycled through a lot of roles there, but currently I'm uh, the VP of Education. So we run a, uh, a, a monthly hangout you should check out. Uh, there's actually, they're all on demand and they're for free on the Sempo site. So go to the uh, events uh, hangouts and you can see a bunch of cool old hangouts. Excellent. And uh, Kelsey Jones, our editor at SCJ, she moderated a, a, Sempo, a local Sempo session last night in Kansas City. Oh, that's right. I saw her posting something yeah. related to that. That's great. Yeah. So it's really, it's really cool to see what you all are doing at the national and local level and everything else. Well, um, we love it when people like SEJ attach themselves to it because you guys you have a international visibility. So <laughs> it, it's very nice. And it's, uh, uh, you know, pro community and pro sticking together here. Excellent. Excellent. Talk about sticking together. We both got some roots back in the Baltimore area. So um, I started uh, SEO and internet marketing working for a small agency in Baltimore. And Chris, you were working for one of the uh, larger agencies that was owned by Sinclair Broadcasting, were you not? No, you might be thinking of someone else. I was actually with Anita Schott, who founded the G3 Group. G3 Group, And I was in Lymphicum. Okay. And uh, that was a great, uh, you know, it was a printing uh, and also web company. Anita's still to this day one of the best technical SEOs I know. Uh, and I worked with Dave Carberry there, who you might know, yeah. who went on to ad.com. He used to be like a Howard Stern intern. That guy's got. <laughs> so, yeah, Baltimore or Balmer, as they say. We definitely have that in our past. I almost went to ad.com, but when I left G3, I ended up going over to Razorfish, or at nice. then it was called Avenue A Razorfish. Nice. Well, I still keep in touch with the guys, uh, the Ferber brothers, from time to time as well. Um, good guys. So, yeah, yeah. And one of them is a deadhead uh, at 100% of the time, and the other one 70%. No, just kidding. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what I recall from them. <laughs> yes. They, nice. yeah, they were. They were. So, um, speaking of Razorfish, uh, could, you, could you give our listeners kind of an overview of your experience in the agency world? How you got into sure. it? 
what you learned and what you've brought with you. Great. Well, um, you know, I've been fortunate enough to, as of 2004, I was invited uh, by Danny Sullivan and Elizabeth Osmolowski, really, uh, to be a uh, Q&A speaker at, at SCS. And that kind of launched uh, my name in, into visibility a little bit. I had always used my own name. Um, I, I think you're someone as well, Lauren, uh, although I've seen you use some nicknames in the community, social communities out there. Um, I think that really helped me, and it, it kind of got me on the radar for a couple uh, recruiters in the uh, – in the mid 2000s, as I was working at G3 Group, that was actually um, I came. Uh, I was a consultant. I got a marketing degree because I was told that would help to not only be able to speak SEO but to also speak marketing. Right. And uh, I moved back east to be closer to some family and for my wife and I to be able to afford to raise kids outside of San Diego. <laughs> and um, it just kind of snowballed from there. I got headhunted. Uh, to go to Razorfish, which, as I said, was back then Avenue A Razorfish. They had they ran all the SEO out of the Philadelphia offices, so we served a lot of the other uh, Razorfish offices uh, throughout the U.S. And then, as Razorfish was expanding, uh, right when Aquantive acquired, um, or I'm sorry, when Microsoft acquired yeah. Aquantive, uh, Razorfish was an, uh, a division of Aquantive, and so um, it became. Uh, it just happened to be that it was time for me to leave at that point, and I had gotten this great opportunity to go work in Cleveland, which, uh, you know, not a lot of people would say that, uh, but we were expecting our second child, and my, my in-laws were in Cleveland, and so I went and oh. worked at a great, fun company called Brulon, which was eventually yes. acquired by Rosetta, not and then Rosetta was eventually acquired by Publicis, who then turned it back into Razorfish. So when Publicis <laughs> acquired Rosetta, I was actually, um, it was kind of like I was reunited with a bunch of old Razorfish people that I'd worked with years before. You couldn't escape. And we actually, Dana Todd was one of them because mm -hmm. Dana was in the company in Chicago that's escaping my name now that also was under Publicis. Performance, exactly. Yeah. So it was just one big, happy, ancestral, uh, you know, and the high level of, of digital agencies. And if, if I may, I'll just one more little story about that is, sure. you know, we were all in these roles at that time as being thought leaders, right? And that was something that was different for a big agency. Um, in any agency, there's always a requirement to have chargeable time. And maybe we can talk about that later. But, uh, you know, the thought leadership positions uh, were given sort of a carte blanche to represent thought leadership, right? And and that became, I think, across a number of the publicist agencies, uh, an issue. And there was kind of a bit of a, uh, uh, what's the word when uh, everyone gets wiped out? <laughs> you know, they pick one of those words. And uh, so there was a bunch of thought leaders, uh, including Dana, Rob Garner, myself, and, 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 a, and a few others that, um, you know, suddenly were outside of the agency space in a way. Uh, but what I did then was I went to, I was very fortunate uh, to have an opportunity to go to work with Jim Boykin at the Internet right. Marketing Ninjas. Uh, the idea there was that I was going to bring in some uh, all-inclusive types of, you know, enterprise-level SEO stuff. Uh, so I was there about 18 months, and then uh, I, I uh, took an exit, and I uh, founded my company in, in late 2014, uh, September. And now I've been consulting with about half agencies and half in-house. Uh, the agencies I consult with, I just had a great uh, run with one agency where I was able to sort of get an entire uh, you know, process as well as at first products and then process. And then I actually helped them hire a, a director and a senior level, you know, 
um, strategist type of person. And I've been able to step away from that. And they're now, you know, fully operational with someone that is in the space and is known and, you know, they needed an extra hand. Right. So that's uh, a long answer, a long winded answer to your question, uh, Lauren. Okay, great. So let's get into uh, team building and everything. But first, I just wanted to bring something up. So uh, you had gone to work over at Internet Marketing Ninjas, which is in Troy, New York, right? Troy, Albany area. They were at one point. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's right in the area. It's Clifton yeah. Park, actually. Clifton Park. Okay. Um, so isn't that a band? Or is that Lincoln Park? Sorry. I think that's Link <laughs> okay. Lincoln. So, it's spelled weird. <laughs> so um, over the years, there's been a number of folks that have kind of migrated to that area. Um, Rhea Drysdale, Lisa Barone, a number that have uh, just moved there. So have you, have you found there to be like a, a nice SEO community and meetups? I think what like it is, is there's, it's the woods or there's some sort of magnetism in the earth up here. Honestly, <laughs> it's a really yeah. wonderful place to live. Um, yeah. I, I'm not hundred percent familiar with the sort of the history of, uh, Rhea and Lisa, for example, they might have been from up here originally. Uh, I know Todd Malicote was someone that lived yep. up here and now, uh, you know, is back in the New York area, I believe a, a decent amount of time. Uh, but, uh, he was down in Florida, but I, you know, I, um, unfortunately can't really answer that question, but I would venture to guess that the magnetism of the beauty and nature and the forest bathing you can do in this area probably has something to do with it. Excellent, excellent. We'll get into the forest bathing in part two of this podcast. Nice. So, so let's talk a little bit, and we, we discussed this some in PubCon, right, during our video interview, but you know, you just talked about some of the internal agency team building that you're doing. And let's talk a little bit about how that typically works, what you're brought in to do, the projects that you're working on, and then possibly like different divisions within uh, different agencies or companies that, that you kind of merge together to get for the common good to actually get sure. work done. Well, um, you know, we could do a big and a small, right? Uh, there's um, some very large multinational or an internal agency. Uh, so one of the very first big projects that I got, fortunately, and uh, it was actually into early 2015, uh, was a, it was sort of a structured training. And I was able to set up 12 courses uh, by which um, I virtually presented to groups uh, from literally around the world, um, primarily IT, marketing, PR, and some branding and some legal uh, for some of the uh, discussions, right, and some of the topics. So I was able to create a syllabus uh, of 12 courses, which uh, then I created um, customized decks. So to their, this was in the uh, life sciences industry. <laughs> so uh -huh. as you can imagine, it's a very unique space. And if you want to train them on something, you need to be talking in their language. Otherwise, it's going to be, you know, two or three degrees away from their understanding. So over the course of about four months, um, I was delivering um, at, and in fact, I did it twice a day. I did an, uh, an Asia time and a U.S. time usually for each of the sections. And, uh, and then I was able to act as a coach, um, you know, uh, offline uh, or via Skype or via uh, email uh, to follow up to these classes. But they were structured in an order that I was able to train in SEO into this particular organization so that they could um, ultimately run it themselves. They felt uh, they had, you know, based on their particular industry, it's not like a put money in, see money print kind of thing like some industries are with SEO. So it became a best 
decision for them to take it in-house and create sort of a de, de facto agency internally. And I was able to um, help the, um, for example, the IT team better understand the goals of the SEO strategist uh, when it comes to site speed or canonicalization or stuff like that. Uh, the idea of training people to be able to speak uh, both geek and Greek uh, and marketing, right, uh, as well as uh, the, the, the right people to connect with, the right people to meet with on a monthly basis. Uh, you know, the idea was that they would form kind of a steering committee then internally because, again, it's a multinational company, thousands of people a lot of people in that in that situation typically as i'm sure you're very accustomed to lauren feel like they own their at least their little part of it right so right. you have to get these people there's a concept known as interfunctional coordination that i like to talk about uh, it's you can find it in wikipedia and it's not very well known but i like the study uh, the particular document that's about it because it really defines i think what seos have to do um, together, uh, you know, when you're trying to build a, a cross-functional team across these widely diverse uh, technology areas that are involved with maintaining a web presence and a social media presence and a branding and, and offline, online uh, integration and stuff like that. Yeah, so I like that. that answer your question? So for the first part, it of it, that's, a, that's one type right there. Um, you know, if we can, I'll just move right into the, the example of where if you um, – I've had this where I had a client in Florida and then most recently this client uh, that was in Pennsylvania where, um, you know, they had done some agency uh, type stuff. Uh, they were primarily either doing – in Florida, it was mostly uh, they were doing print and, and – um, radio and tv and stuff and 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 actually another one that fits this mold is is all the old newspaper groups right they own like 12 group 12 newspapers in florida georgia alabama and kentucky and they're used to going door to door and selling all these local businesses on um um you know, getting newspaper ads, right? So right. I'm sure you've seen it as well. All these people are now outselling a search, right? And they're ch charging 500 bucks and they're, all they're doing is running paid search ads and they're not explaining anything and probably not doing stuff too great uh, for a lot of their clients and in huge swaths of territory in the US right now, right? So if you think about it, there's a lot of agencies that are maybe starting to die on the vine because of what, um, you know, what it is that they're specialized in that could be dying on the vine. Or, um, they, you know, they uh, potentially are doing web design, but it's a it's a set it and forget it kind of thing because they do a good job. It's WordPress. Maybe they get a, a couple hours a year of maintenance or whatever. So they need to expand the services they're offering so that, you know, if you have technical people that are already helping to create content in a web design aspect, it's very easy to cross train I think, I mean, those people into SEO, for example, right? And you can also... Uh, you know, I, I don't want to seem like I'm focused only on SEO. The the product suite, for example, that I did for the Pennsylvania company included a full product suite for paid uh, search as well as paid social media and community management. So, and then there's also a sort of an, an analytics tab involved with each of those, right? And the business intelligence requirements. So, uh, I'm excited about this stuff, as you can tell. But I can tell uh, there's so much opportunity out there for companies to either grow their existing, um, you know. Uh, client base and into other areas like they've built them a site what's the next thing the client's going to typically ask right. right like in two months hey why is my site not showing up 
Well, unfortunately, you can't just build it and they will come with SEO unless you're you're the only person uh, that sells the blue, green, and gold widget, you know. Uh, and, and so anyway, I'll shut up for a second and see what you got to say about that, Lauren. Well, what I like about that system as well is that you're not coming on to be an SEO consultant to do all of the work. And then a year from now or two years from now, the company makes a decision to maybe go a different direction, hire internally, whatever. It seems like it's, it's a much more, it can be a much more sustainable style process for you to come in, set everyone up for success across the board possibly even help with the hiring or talent acquisition to make sure that they're the right person to fit within that correct system that's been set up. And then you're able to come on and continually train, advise, et cetera, et cetera, as the industry changes, as new things happen, to keep those clients all ahead of the curve. So there's that, there's that initial training, getting the team set up, doing some of the work to fill in patches or holes across the board, education, get everyone working together, but then there's the, you know, hey, you know, so much time spent per month or, or per week coming in and just helping fine tune that system that you've helped to create. And it really makes you much more, it makes you much more of a utility in the grand yeah. scheme of things, right? Unless, well, my unless goal, someone who's just been hired to fill a position temporarily or whatever it may be or to right. fix issues. I want to teach the village to fish, right? And 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 let me be clear here. In in this case, you and I are talking about right now one segment of my business. As I mentioned, I also work directly on execution right. in house. Mm -hmm. And in that case, my goal is the same. But I do want the ongoing coaching, right? I want to be able to stay involved. I've been involved in setting the strategy on a specific client. I can then two to three hours a month you know, meet with them and make sure everything's still moving forward. In this case, in the, in the agency client scenario, I do want to be able to literally just completely detach, right? And then I know it's almost like the bird that lets the bird fly out and be gone forever kind of thing. And, and that to me is the goal, exactly. And I think you hit it on the head. Um, it's teaching the village to fish. It's, it's making people also get more out of their resources. Yeah. I mean, nowadays with so much you know, so much stuff to do memes and everything else that that's the problem. You know, I mean, we could talk about for a while, how do you keep your agency workforce actually at work versus saying, Oh, I'm doing some research by studying Facebook. Right. Uh, and, and, even, and I think if you're, if you're getting more things for people to be able to do and be participant in, and then they maybe will be studying Facebook and it'll actually be worthwhile and for real. Sorry, Lauren. Or even the consolidation of tool sets and budgets, right? Cause you know how it is. You'll have one um, contractor or, or someone may have purchased one enterprise solution and then the tech team may have purchased another and then there'd be an, maybe another solution down the line too. So the ability to come in, look at all the tools that have been purchased, look at the overall budget, see what's not being used, what's being utilized. Maybe there's a PPC management tool that's been purchased in the past, it's been underutilized and really putting together a plan to use what they have, trim the fat a little bit, and reinvest that budget into something that's going to make that company more money down the road. So yeah. it all really helps. And I really like this, the examples you gave of, you know, one company maybe not being the best company to come in and execute all the work with. And that's the one where it's training, training them up, getting everything in place. And the other where it's more execution and training. And then the larger agency scenario where you can cut rope at the end of the day. Right. So um, mm -hmm. all good solutions. 
Hey, Lauren. Uh, yes. You know, just one more thing on, you know, the tools that what good point and, and the analysis and, and I do that's again on the other side. A lot of times I act as a second opinion, right? Like, uh, some of my clients on the, on the in-house side have agencies. Uh, they're not sure if they're getting smoke blown somewhere or, you know, if they're actually getting results or in some cases, whether it's organic or paid, right? So, uh, I can come in and make a, uh, on the, on that side, more comfortable feeling, uh, but you know the the and that's sort of the flip side of it, right? And then if you think about helping to an agency understand if its tools are the right mix for the people that it's a great uh, exercise for sure. And what it made me think of also is hiring. Um, you know, maybe um, you, you've had some lack of success in the past in hiring the right people to fill either more senior roles or even more junior roles. Uh, one of the things that I've worked on with people is the process of creating case studies for people to do when they're coming in for an interview, right? Uh, we used to use Bed Bath & Beyond all the time as an example where if you tell anyone, hey, you're coming in for an interview, it doesn't matter if they're the most junior of associates to a director of whatever their skill set is, they're going to prepare something that should be rel relatively uh, at par with what they're coming in for, right? So if it's a junior associate, maybe they'll pull a couple SEM rush screenshots, and and if they whatever they can give you that shows that they actually understand the difference between paid and organic might be all you want, right? Where a director comes in, you want to give them you you're expecting them to come in and hit the obvious things that Bed Bath & Beyond needs to do for that specialty or for, you know, let's say they're SEO or paid or whatever. So I think that uh, hiring and understanding how to hire right so that you're keeping down that agency turnover that's such a classic uh, bane of our, our existence as well is important uh, because um, it, it, you know, if you spend a little more time on the front end, and that's why I do advocate uh, you know, headhunters. Uh, there are certain ones that are very good at search that, that I've used or that I've helped pass networking referrals to and stuff like that, where I know they know that they're not going to put somebody in that, that just can't handle the role. Absolutely. That's all incredibly valuable information. And uh, next time I'm hiring, I think I'm going to give you a call to come help. Outstanding. Out. <laughs> um, Chris, where can we find you online, buddy? Um, I'm at Twitter at Boggles, B-O-G-G-L-E-S. So that tends to be where I spend a decent amount of time communicating. I don't blog a lot these days. Most of my writing is reserved for my clients. But um, I do uh, do a podcast myself, SEO Rockstars, yes. uh, which is live on Tuesday afternoons at 4. Over but you can find it on right? iTunes and iHeart. And then I'm also, my website is webtrafficadvisors with an O.com. Excellent. Thanks again, Chris, for jumping on Thank the you. Marketing Nerds podcast. It's been a pleasure. And we'll talk to you soon. This Marketing Nerds podcast has been brought to you by Search Engine Journal. For more news, interviews, and how-to guides from marketing experts from around the world, visit us at searchenginejournal.com.